The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com podcasts. A feud between President Trump and Amazon founder Jeff Bezos took a bizarre turn after the multi-billionaire accused allies of the president of trying to extort him. Bezos published a blog post yesterday alleging that the publisher of the National Enquirer tried to blackmail him with embarrassing photos of Bezos and a woman who was not his wife. The National Enquirer's parent company said today that it acted lawfully in its coverage of Bezos, but that it would thoroughly investigate the claim. Joining me is Robert Mintz, a partner at McCarter in English. Bob, what are the salient facts here from a legal point of view? Well, June, the story here really begins in early January when um, the CEO of Amazon, Jeff Bezos, and his wife uh, announced they were getting a divorce. And that was uh, two days before, uh, or two days after, I should say, the uh, National Enquirer had informed him that they had uh, a story that they were going to run about an affair, an alleged affair that uh, Mr. Bezos was was having. Um, and that then turned into an investigation that Jeff Bezos decided to launch into AMI to determine how AMI had obtained text messages and photographs that they released uh, shortly after he announced his divorce and then threatened to release 10 additional photographs much later. Uh, once uh, that second threat came about, um, he, rather than uh, succumb to the demand that was being made by AMI, he decided to go completely public with it and allegedly released all of the communications between the AMI lawyers and a lawyer for one of his investigators where AMI was making a demand that Mr. Bezos call off his investigation and publicly make a statement that the story about his affair was not something that was politically motivated. Now, w with these emails, could AMI defend against any extortion accusations by claiming that these are between lawyers, they're simply trying to resolve a dispute, a lot of things are said in negotiations that people might consider outrageous? Is that a possibility? Yes. I mean, I think that is one of the defenses that we would see AMI raise, that these were communications between lawyers. That's a significant fact in terms of the way prosecutors might look at this. On the other hand, prosecutors could also look at the conduct by AMI and say that it fits the definition of what constitutes extortion because they were making a demand of something of value for Mr. Bezos, that is, have him make a public statement that the story that they ran on him was not politically motivated, uh, and they were doing that by threatening to release embarrassing photographs of him if he did not agree to release that statement. Would that be a hard sell for a jury? You know, it's, it's a little bit of a close call on this one. Uh, the facts here are extremely unusual. It does not fit within the textbook 
best definition of what extortion is. And typically extortion is a physical threat to harm somebody in exchange for property. And usually that is pay me money or I will harm you in some physical way. That's classic sort of mob extortion. This is much more subtle than that because the threat was reputational damage, which often does still fit the definition of harm. But then I think this really turns on the question of whether or not they were demanding in exchange for that something of value. And the something of value that they were demanding was a public statement by Mr. Bezos that the stories that they were running about him were not politically motivated. It's a close call, but it's something the prosecutors will likely take a close look at. Now, there's another part to this, and that is the deal that the National Enquirer has with federal prosecutors, a non-prosecution agreement. And according to Bloomberg sources, federal prosecutors are reviewing the National Enquirer's handling of its story to determine if the company violated the cooperation deal. Tell us about what is normally in a cooperation deal and what prosecutors might be looking into here. Sure. Uh, a non-prosecution agreement is kind of the, um, the the gold standard in what you're looking for when you're a defense lawyer, because that is an agreement by the U.S. Attorney's Office or other prosecutors not to prosecute your client at all in exchange for cooperation. But the, the terms of those deals are fairly standard, and what it means is you have to provide full cooperation, complete cooperation. You cannot lie. You cannot mislead. You cannot omit information. And the penalty for violating the terms of that agreement is that not only can you be prosecuted for any additional criminal conduct that you might engage in, but also all of the past criminal conduct that the prosecutors had agreed not to prosecute you for becomes viable again. So there's a very steep price that somebody pays for entering into a non-prosecution agreement and then subsequently violating it. Now, this would be, this is a non-prosecution agreement just as to the company. So the, the company would be prosecuted if, if they decided to uh, cancel the deal, not, not any individual person. That's right. There was a non-prosecution agreement entered into by AMI, and that was presumably done because prosecutors in the Southern District of New York determined that there was useful information that they could get from AMI, and that all arose in the context of these catch-and-kill stories where the uh, AMI had acknowledged that they had paid certain individuals, including uh, former Playboy model Karen McDougal, uh, to sell her story of an alleged affair with President Trump to them. In exchange for that, they would pay her and then not run the story. That was the context in which this non-prosecution agreement was entered into. But now this really calls into question as to whether or not this agreement will remain in place. And prosecutors in New York now have to look at this conduct and decide whether or not this violation the terms of that agreement, and if so, what actions they need to take. Just time for a yes or no here, Bob. Can Bezos, not that he needs the money, but can he also sue the National Enquirer civilly? Yeah, I think there would also be a basis for a civil lawsuit. There, uh, there's allegedly damage to reputation, but that would turn likely on the way in which those photographs were obtained and whether or not that was done legally or by some illegal means. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg.
The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.